0: Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico.
1: Hey hey, how's it going? Welcome to APR aka the annexation of Puerto Rico. We are the new football podcast giving you all the ins and outs of every upcoming NFL game this week. We've got all of our hot picks for each and every game for all you betters and fantasy GMs. And we are headed into week 16 of this NFL season. Like last week, everybody's playing and Man, it's championship week for Fantasyland, so make sure to change up those fantasy lineups. And if you need some extra fantasy insight, make sure to check out our own Steady Eddie on the Weekend Waiver Wire for all those booms and busts of this final week of action. I'm your host, Big Ball and Ben Larson, here with the crew. We got Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, Lats. We got Steady Eddie, and we got Tiffany from Picks by Chicks. How y'all doing tonight?
2: Excellent, as always. As
3: ready to go. Ready to go oh, yes. with my yes. wonderful insight that I've worked tirelessly on. Can't wait to There you go. I'm exhausted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's get to this insight. We're going to move straight into our our first discussion, and that's going to be, you know, yesterday we saw the Pro Bowl list come out, and there were quite a few snubs, you know, left off that list. So we wanted to bring those players to the attention. So, you know, let's go ahead and, and each start with, you know, a, a snub or two that you guys had. So, you know, Jordan, who'd you, uh, who do you think, you know, got the ax here?
2: Well, first of all, I think the Pro Bowl sucks. And every year,
1: percent.
2: every year I feel like there's players that are left off. Undeserving players get, I mean, voted to a Pro Bowl. I mean, Mitch Trubisky has gone to a Pro Bowl. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Well, that's
1: because he's never in the playoffs. So
2: <laughs> True. That's true. True true he was like a fourth reserve but still but my biggest snub this year is a, wa- a wide receiver from our football team and actually when I was looking at the pro bowl list I couldn't believe this guy was not a pro bowler Terry McLaurin I mean this guy has had dog shit QBs all season had Except Dwayne Alex Haskins. Smith. <laughs> I mean Alex Smith doesn't I'll throw to wide receivers that. though he only throws the tight ends <laughs> yep and, I mean, this guy still has over 1,000 yards, has 80 catches, and we still have two games to go. Obviously, there's not that many touchdowns there, but, you know, he does have a lot of yards, gets a lot of catches, and for not having a great QB, I mean, that's, that's great. I mean, it reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, what does he do
2: on a different team? Exactly. Imagine, imagine if thing. he had a good totally. quarterback all year. you yep. could yep. have, like, 1,500, 1,600 yards right now. Yeah, for
1: sure. I agree. So, you know, let's move it on to Eddie. Who, who, who do you think got a snub here?
3: So I got a couple of players who got a snub. And first off, I can't believe James Robinson is not in the Pro Bowl.
1: Yep, he's I mean, on my list yep. too.
3: Just. Absolutely great year, over a 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. uh, I think one fumble lost this year. And you put Josh Jacobs in the Pro Bowl, the dude has not had a good year. He's not even averaging four yards a carry. Like, I'm a Raider fan, but Jesus Christ, Jacobs does not deserve to go to the Pro Bowl. (laughs) Like James Robinson, hands down, should be on the list. And then secondly... Robert Tunyon for Green Bay I mean if you're gonna go based on the stats that you gave Ingram to put him in the Pro Bowl I mean Tunyon Tunyon has 49 receptions on 55 targets this year Uh, and uh, Ingram has I think 52 catches on like 94 targets so he's had almost double the work he's got 10 touchdowns 500 yards receiving I mean he's got better stats than Ingram all around but yet for some reason because they had to put a giant in there ingram gets to yes. go i mean it the pro bowl sucks and we Good. all know it sucks but at the end of the day these players get paid based off the pro bowl so like Tanyan's not going to get a contract when he sh- deserves to be there you know yeah. um i mean i feel bad for the players not that they really want to go i mean it's so bad they started sending it to like arizona yeah
2: whatever well, this year there's not even going to be a pro bowl game right
3: but i mean all right but, so, so tiffany who'd
2: you have on your
1: list
4: So I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley um, for the Falcons. I mean, I'm not saying that any of the other four NFC receivers um, shouldn't be on the list, but his numbers are right on par with Justin Jefferson's and Justin Jefferson got in. Maybe he got that edge just because he's a rookie, Um, but Calvin Ridley has had an amazing year and two more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson. So he definitely got snubbed.
1: I, I see that, you know, being the same thing as, you know, we talked McLaurin earlier, you know, James Robinson, you know, if they're on a different team, their you know, their numbers are going to be huge. Absolutely huge. Um, so I had, you know, everybody on that. You guys just mentioned on the list and and I had uh, two others and the first is Brian Tannehill. Surprisingly, Agreed. Um, Agreed. his numbers are are great. He's got 31 touchdowns, which is fifth in the NFL, only five interceptions, which is one behind Rogers and tied with Mahome. And he's, he's got, you know, the fourth best QBR rating in the league. Um, you know, he, what was out for one game, two games this year. And, you know, that could have, you know, boosted his numbers up
3: even more. So,
1: I mean thirty one
3: touchdowns cool. with five picks, you know what I mean? Like it's huge. How is that not in the pro- I don't get how no. <clears throat> I mean I guess Deshaun Watson, like I don't know. I like when I think of the NFL season, I don't think, oh man, Deshaun Watson's had a great year. You no, think no. of Brian Tannehill's leading the Titans to the playoffs pretty much, you know?
2: No, Derrick no. Henry is it, that's,
1: it's a double edged sword there. Inceptions that's yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> a double-edged dude i though. think
2: the titans have like two wins this year when henry doesn't rush for over 100 yards
3: yeah 31 mm. henry, know about derrick
2: that. henry deserves to be in the mvp conversation absolutely
3: for sure yeah absolutely <clears throat> i mean that's yeah he's leading the league in rushing i mean i mean, I think galvin cook gained 140 yards last week and he still did lost ground yeah, yeah. in the uh Yep. And the leading rusher so i agree and the uh, the last one that i had is
1: is going to flip sides of the ball here is and we're going to go defense we're going to go deforest buckner of the colts i mean no. 52 total tackles two forced fumbles seven and a half sacks that's second only behind i mean our main man aaron Donald. so you know if he's not out with that game the colts don't get trounced by the titans they don't allow Derrick Henry to put three touchdowns up they don't allow 200 I think it was 229 or 249 yards on the ground a lot that doesn't happen when Buckner's in and that just shows how important he is to that defense and to have him snubbed that's that's rough
2: just look at how much more improved that defense is and like he was really their Biggest addition to that defense, like really one of their only additions, and their defense went from like a mediocre defense last year to a top five defense this year, and a yep. lot of that is Darren Deforce Buckner. I mean, he gets double teams and he stops the run, dude. Yeah, I'm with you, Ben.
3: Huge snub. Speaking, yeah, speaking of defense too, uh, in New Orleans, I. He never really can announce his last name, but Trey Hendrickson, I believe it is. Uh The other defensive end, he's tied for the league lead in sacks at 12 and a half. Like, I don't understand how somebody who's, t- you know, leading a category like sacks can not be in the. pro. It doesn't it, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's one of the best defenses in the league. Yep. There's a reason for that. You know, they get to the they get a lot of pressure and yet the guy who leads their team in defensive pressure, defensive sacks, hurries, you know, every statistical pass rushing category is left off. That's tough. Because you've never
2: heard of him. Yep. And he got, like, all those sacks in, like, two games. Hey,
3: (laughs) 12 and a half, dude. matters, yeah. They don't look at that when they're writing that
1: check. (laughs) Yep. So it sounds like, you know, like always, we have a bunch of players that didn't make this team this year. It's, it's even more so because, you know, we don't have those, you know, the playoff teams being kind of excluded from, you know, the Pro Bowl list, but, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this, this happens next year. If we have a Pro Bowl, which we, I mean, we should, Um, you know, so we'll see, you know, we'll see how this, you know, works with everybody's contracts and, and see where it takes them for next year. I should just cancel that shit. I mean, <laughs> That's the
4: one nice, thing, better. Yeah, the one nice
3: thing about this limited <laughs> season is that there's no Pro Bowls.
1: Okay, we're going to change things up a little bit, and we are going to move straight into the not-so-primetime games moving you know those primetime games to a little bit later in the show so like always we are going to discuss each and every game only mentioning you know the games that we have consensus on and uh you know we'll see if we fly through this one like we did last week we've got uh, a lot of interesting games here and to start it off we are going to be you know talking about you know a big, big swing from, uh, from these two teams. We've got the Atlanta Falcons heading into Kansas city right now. Kansas city is a 10 and a half point favor. So Jordan, I'm going to turn it over to you for this first, uh, first piece. Who do you like Falcons or chiefs at 10 and a half,
2: man? I like, I don't even know. I kind of lean the Falcons here. Like if you put a gun to my head, I would probably take the Falcons, the only reason why is because the Chiefs don't like to cover in the last seven games. So just because of that, I think that you have to like kind of lean Atlanta here. I mean, Atlanta should have won that game against Tampa Bay last week. That was a, a tough loss. Um, but my, my favorite bet of this game actually is the first quarter over, which is probably going to be 10 and a half. The Atlanta Falcons and Kansas City Chiefs are two of the top five scoring first quarter teams. So usually first quarter overs are like nine and a half between ten and a half. So I think this is an easy first quarter over bet. Yeah.
1: I like that. I, I'm with you. That I mean, the last six being oh five and one against the spread is is tough. But I mean, really all signs point. To Kansas City here and mostly because Atlanta's defense has been struggling against the pass you know they're ranked last in you know all but two categories you know and that's that's tough when you're playing a team like the Chiefs who love to pass the ball especially with Clyde Edwards Hilaire out like Mahomes is going to have to push the passing game so I mean they did
2: the Falcons have done a pretty good job defensively the last few weeks so Yeah, Yeah, you've
1: you've also got you've also got Ricardo Allen and Darquise Denard out a top safety and quarterback, which is going to be
2: tough to handle. Yeah, I mean okay. Pat Mahomes is lighting anyone up, but <laughs> don't yeah. Yeah, I mean they
4: haven't running. they haven't been covering like they pushed this last week, and that's actually debatable because if you got them at three and a half, then they didn't cover again. I'm gonna ride fading the Chiefs until they actually cover spread. So I'm on the Falcons too. Yeah.
3: I agree with with uh, with you guys there. The crazy thing about the Chiefs this year, as far as like ATS, is they're seven and seven against the spread this year, and they're seven and seven in the over under. So like everything is a coin flip. You can't pick them. You don't want to pick them. You want to no. stay away from this game. If you absolutely have to pick a bet, you want to go with the Falcons to cover. Uh, but you know, because the Falcons still, at the end of the day, they are trying to win Raheem Morris's job, right? I think they love playing for him. We've mentioned it in previous shows, and uh, a win against the Chiefs would be huge, but also the Chiefs don't really have anything to play for.
2: Like yeah, they yep. do. They, they have to they win have this home game field. To clinch yeah. the home field yeah. and well, the first-round that's, bye. That's yeah, they're going to win. They're yeah, just not going to cover. <laughs> who's going
3: to pass them? The Chiefs.
2: No, the Bills can. They're only two games back. If the Chiefs lose this game and the Bills win their next two, they win the AFC.
3: Yep. So oh, my like gosh. The, the Bills are two games back, right?
2: Yeah, but based on opponents – uh, win percentage or whatever if the but, bills win the next two and the chiefs lose one of these next two the bills win the afc
3: really because don't they cuff the tiebreaker though because they beat them
2: the first tiebreaker is game against uh, you, you might be right
3: so it doesn't even matter they're gonna even if they lose both i think they tie and the uh, Chiefs still um to have the number one seed. so uh again i mean i could be wrong but i think that if the Chiefs go up 14 going into the fourth quarter they're just going to pull everybody.
2: That's true. Yeah, very true. But regardless they they seem to the guys are all on the field but they seem to like pull themselves out of the third quarter every game. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: <laughs> true. Man. Very true.
1: All right, let's move on to the next game. We've we've got a surprise team here and I'm Sad that I can't say the O for the O for Jets anymore. We've got the Browns heading into New York to play the Jets right now. Browns have a nine and a half point favor here. So Eddie, we're going to turn to you for this uh, this first bit.
3: I'm surprised Adam Gase didn't get fired after he won last week. (laughs) Yeah, right. He He this guy is so bad at his job he can't even win the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes.
2: He, he doesn't has, want them
3: to because he's not going to be the coach. Yeah, dude, true. he's so just lose every game. Like right. lose. Every, there's no point in winning last week. There's none. <laughs> there's nothing for your franchise, and it puts the Jets back even further in their future. With all that being said, the Browns are going to absolutely murder them. Yes. The Jets suck. Yeah. They still suck. That's Adam Gase awesome. is still their coach, and the Browns are. I I don't know. The way they've been playing lately, they could be one of the top teams in the AFC. So the run game is going to control the ball. The Jets don't have any way to stop it. So I'm taking the Browns here. Easy money.
4: Yep. I'm with you. Um, With the Steelers on a losing streak, I think the Browns are just going to smash these next two games and potentially quench the division. And the Jets suck. I don't think they're going to win another game. And I don't think they're going to cover another spread.
1: Oh man, not even covering a spread. No, I, and no yeah, shot. Kind of... I'm
4: not taking a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: man. So I, I also feel like this is like Vegas, like coming in, like oh, if people are going to think the Jets like can do something, so let's right. put it like not double digits for the first time, well, but, and like give everyone a chance to put money on the Jets. But what
1: Vegas is doing is is looking at the trends, and that's why I think I'm on the Jets here Ooh, uh, at the okay. nine and a half Jets because. Stink. Because of that half point hook, um, you know that's that's what gets me here is that that half point. Um, because you you got to look at it. You've got, you know, uh, the Jets are four and two against the spread in their last six. You know, they're four and one in their last five December games, and you've got Cleveland, who's three and six in their last nine and two and five in their last seven against the Jets. So the trends are you know are pushing towards that way and you know if you want to go with you know nobody from the west coast jumps into miami and wins a game then you've got to look at these numbers here so i'm saying
2: cleveland's a cold city too
3: and i think those numbers are a little skewed with like the old browns right I also think well, of... And the old Jets. Brown. The Jets weren't this bad, so... Oh my
4: gosh, the Jets have been very bad for yeah. a very They
2: long
3: won time. like seven games last year, and they weren't that
2: bad. And you, yeah. you got to be careful with the, the home and away stats this year because there's no fans in a lot of the stadiums. And on top of that, New York is kind of a place where road teams go to and they go out and party. And that's where you catch those young teams and you're able to fade those young teams in New York. But now everything's shut down out there, so you can't even do anything.
4: Yeah, you can't party right now.
2: <laughs> so it's kind I'm of... Sure, I feel like, Hatton.
1: yeah, don't tell Haskins that. Yeah, that's
2: <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> so I, I, That's where, that's where I, I think this line should be like 10.5 to 11.5 like uh, in favor I'm of saying, the Browns.
1: I'm Great. saying 22-13, nine-point difference there.
2: I mean that could very <laughs> that could very well be the final score, but yeah. I'm saying I wouldn't bet on the Jets unless I was getting like 10 and a half or more Oh yeah,
1: I, and let's listeners out there, you know, I'm not putting any money down on this game. No way <laughs> in hell. Uh, no way in hell. Maybe a shot bet if somebody wants to uh put
3: one up for later. Nope. But uh No, thank you.
1: Not, <laughs> not a teaser. The- you
3: could probably Maybe. tease this game though, actually. Yeah, that'd that be point. a good teaser. Yeah, you know, if they're getting like 15 and a half 16 and a half something like that 6.7 point teaser i yeah. would do that maybe
2: but even that <laughs> dude I, I hate these like i hate yeah. these odd number teasers because then you tease it down to three and a half and it's like you could they could win by a field goal and you put and you lose True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah all, all right shit. well that's definitely enough jet stock <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> do that again i um, stinks well let's move on to the next game we've got the Colts heading into Pittsburgh um Colts are now favored I believe the the line is sitting at two right now um so Tiffany where do you like this game going
4: oh my god I love this game I (laughs) love this game we have one team who's on a roll on both offense and defense and then we have the Steelers (laughs) <laughs> and watching them on Monday, I just kept thinking, "Wow, they are the worst eleven and three team in the league. This is not a Super Bowl team. I will be fading the Steelers from here on out. This is one hundred percent best bet material. Oh,
2: Colts too, oh, all day.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, I like I like the Colts too, Tiffany. I think uh, usually I hate to like follow trends about teams like." Week to week to week because things can change so rapidly in the NFL. But I mean, you can't deny how bad they've looked the last three games.
4: Horrible. Like,
2: so I have to agree with you on that. Like it's like auto fade Steelers right now. Like when I saw this line when we saw it last night at minus one and a half, I was like, dude, that's hammer ability. Like right, that's, that's throwing the mortgage right. on it. This yeah. line should be like three and a half plus for the Colts. So I I'm with you. I love the Colts minus two here.
3: Yeah, like to just add on to that. I mean, the Steelers have scored 66 points in their last four games, you know, three straight losses, and they even could have lost to that Ravens game uh, where the Ravens played nobody because of COVID, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the the injuries on the defense don't help, but I just want to say that if Juju keeps dancing, I said he was going to get lit up. <laughs> yeah. And he got absolutely lit up uh, <laughs> uh, on Monday. And I'm not going to lie, I stood up and cheered. <laughs> he just, uh, but Come on top on of now. that, I mean, going back Great to the USC goals,
2: receiver there, <laughs> not in
3: college anymore, but uh, so Jonathan Taylor has been absolutely dominant. I was ripping him on the weekend waiver wire, just killing him, saying, don't play him, don't play him. But the message must have got through to him because he's running like a completely different man. He's got over 233 yards his last two games, three touchdowns. Uh, And on top of that, Phillip Rivers finally has found a connection with T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, Uh, T.Y. Hilton's almost got a fountain. of youth hitting the average in 80 yards his last four games. Uh, Colts are hot right now. The Steelers suck. Absolutely Mm -hmm. suck. Uh, Their offense is atrocious. Ben, I, All the teams are doing now is they're playing like it's like first and goal all the time they're well, just had they, keeping yeah. guys 15 yards back ben can't throw the deep ball ben can't get out of the pocket and they don't have anybody can't to run. do anything yeah they can't run the ball they have no yep. they have no protection and it, even in like this years past when ben was younger their offense was never really like the play calling wasn't good the play calling was hey ben just run out of the pocket and run around for an hour and then yep. to figure it out <laughs> you know so yeah Steelers. i mean yeah yep. auto fade 100 percent
1: we got that we found that the way that the Bengals were able to hold that down was to really you know be be effective on big ben and they did it they held them to 170 and you know a 52 percent rating so you know you don't have to have you know a, a rush defense when they're only putting up 88 but i think he only threw for 19 yards in the first half or something yeah like that. it was crazy yeah, yeah. 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 he was awful all right, let's move on to our next game. We've got the Carolina Panthers heading into our Washington football team stadium.
3: Good call. In <laughs>
1: D.C., <laughs> we've got uh, Washington <laughs> as the two point favors. And Eddie, I'm going to have you take it away.
3: Yeah, so reports came out that I read today that Alex Smith is looking like he's going to start on Sunday. Um, if that's the case and Alex Smith does start, then this is, this is easy. Uh, Washington, uh, I mean, with Alex Smith on the field, the Washington offense is good enough to win games. They can keep, they can stay on the field. They can give the defense a rest and that defense is playing. Uh, it's just an unbelievable defense. Their biggest hiccup, biggest hiccup biggest up is the big play. I feel like they do give up like one or two big plays a game for like a 50 yard touchdown or something like that, but they're going to get a lot of pass rush. They're going to be in, uh, uh, they're going to be in the, oh, I can't remember his name right now. What's the quarterback for Panther's name?
2: Oh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater yeah. Thank
3: you. Jesus. I couldn't remember. Sorry. Uh, but they're going to be in his face all day. Uh, it'd be smart if McCaffrey doesn't play. There's no reason to put him out there. Um, you know, Washington is going, they're on a playoff chase right now. So, I mean, you already probably knew that I was taking Washington here, but
4: yeah. Yep. (laughs) I'm on Washington too. I mean, Carolina really struggled to score against green Bay last week and Washington has been showing up on defense. It'd be great if Alex Smith does play on Sunday, but even Haskins didn't look that bad um, when they were playing the Hawks last weekend. So I'm on the football team this week
2: yeah i'm with you guys except uh i don't trust haskins at all no
3: neither do i unless I i'm in a,
2: unless i'm at a strip club and even then i don't <laughs> trust him because words gonna get out his to everybody, you yeah. know?
1: well and he wasn't even at the strip like how how dumb does he have to be and this is the second time let's remember the second time he's had issues with covid in washington like in week six, he invited his buddy to stay in the team hotel when they were quarantined. Yeah,
4: and right. they
1: didn't suspend him there. They, I mean, but they the benched reason, him. well, no, they benched him before that. They benched him in week four for him to mature as a person and a player. And then he's doing this stupid shit. Like, and who has a hotel party with, with strippers when you just lost? Like
4: that's not oh i think uh, a lot of people
2: yeah i mean i'm not gonna knock him for that you don't but, discriminate
4: against the hotel stripper party yeah.
2: <sighs> i mean he's still a human dude you still gotta let him celebrate a life. loss like you know what it no one no one uh you know your bosses don't go looking at what you do after hours and stuff once you clock out so <laughs> you gotta let people live not but, I mean, holding stripper parties though if you're so. <laughs> a if you're an if you're an nfl quarterback for an nfl team like you have to be smarter like you have to be a leader you can't especially in a pandemic dude like that's something you shouldn't be doing and you're letting your team down because i mean what if alex smith couldn't play obviously kyle allen's hurt yep. what if Dwayne haskins couldn't play then who do who do they throw a quarterback like i don't even know who their third string quarterback is you know i couldn't tell you knows mm. So you're letting your team down, and you have you have a team that is in a playoff hunt. Yeah, that's the big thing. Yep. Right. And they're not in the playoff hunt because of you. (laughs) Damn
3: straight. Well, technically they are because they benched him, and now they're good. (laughs)
2: There
3: you go. Kind of because of him. All right, let's. let's
1: yeah, yeah. everybody needs to. But uh, we'll move on to the next game. We've got one team who's technically still in it and one team that is far, far away. We've got the Chicago Bears heading into Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. And Bears have a 7.5-point favor. I think this is probably the biggest they've had all year. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany, who do you like in, in this one?
4: I really don't like this game. <laughs> um <laughs> But now that the Jets won a game and the Jags have the number one draft pick, I don't think they're going to do anything to jeopardize that. Um, I do hate this game, and that half point stresses me out. But I'm going to take Chicago here.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. Trebinsky, I mean, to be honest, he's 2-2, two two. you know, averaging 250 yards.
2: Oh, don't buy that. MVP. A Oh, fuck no. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, you look up Foles, he only passed that once in his six games. So, you know, they they do have the better quarterback in, in my opinion. I mean, they're
2: both garbage, but,
1: you know, they seem to put up points with Trubisky.
2: They do. Minshew's not garbage.
1: That's Um. Minshew mania. (laughs) I was talking Foles and Trubisky, but.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I I mean, dude. Yeah. This game is this game's tough, man. Like I would I would never lay seven and a half points on the bears, dude. Like I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't no, care who tough. they're playing. I can't do it. So by that, by default, I'm taking the Jags plus seven and a half. Just yeah, can't this is a total fade Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky Bears pick right here.
3: Nope. Can't do it. Yep. Can't, you can't do it, dude. The Jags are have a goal now. And that's to lose yeah. every game, dude. The players don't. <laughs> the think Jets like have that, that goal though. too, though, dude. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter what the players think. At the end of the day, the coaches are going to put these play calls in. Like you know, they're going to cover zero on, on you know, no, fifty. No, no. You know what I mean?
1: I'm like, Jordan. They're professionals. They're not. They're not going
2: to throw a game coach for a is, draft pick. Well, they're it's playing fine. for their future jobs too. Like yep. you, you don't tell a player like that has. You that- don't
3: tell the players that they're going to lose, but the coaches are going to lose. The coaches are bad anyway.
2: Yeah, and but those coaches aren't going to the be there next year, well. so why, would they, why do they care about losing?
3: The Bears are playing well, too. The Bears have put like 30 points in their last two games since uh, Mitch's country. 31. 31 points, thank you. Uh, and Allen Robinson is one of the best receivers in the league. No, one no way. No, no, no. You don't no. think so? No, no, no. How many drops down Robinson have this year? Uh, th- th-
1: th- oh, more oh, than dude. the top, like, <laughs> five, ten?
3: No, the answer would be
2: zero. No, he's had a couple. He of has problems. not, dude. He's like one of the. He's the top receiver <laughs> in, in drafts. Yeah, you should fact check that because I'm pretty be sure fact checking that. Accurate.
3: There's but no way I, remember, that, I remember yeah, yeah, not dropped the ball. And on top of that, they're getting the ball. Uh, they're starting to run the ball more. They're running like an average 150 yards the last two games as well. So they're not putting it in Trubisky's hands as often. They're getting the ground game going. That defense is still pretty good, and the Jaguars are the Jaguars, man. Like. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I don't, I don't like the seven and a half. I don't like the hook. Uh, I'm not betting this game, but the Bears are going to win. But Whether they cover, I don't know. I'm going to pick the Bears because I can't, in my right mind, tell anybody who's going to bet on this game to pick the Jaguars. But um, I don't know if they're going to cover, though. Allen Robinson has two drops this year. Two drops. Okay, thank you. I was close enough.
1: That's still pretty good. Where, where do you see that? Because I pretty see nice. he's he's been targeted 90 times and okay, drops. Okay. But he's been targeted ninety times <laughs> 133 times and he's only got 90 receptions.
2: Well, they don't count a drop if it's like completely if it's yeah. not catchable.
3: And he's got Trubisky and Foles throwing to him.
4: True. hmm Yep.
2: I'm not saying he's not a I'm not saying he's not a good receiver. Like I wouldn't put him in like that elite category with like Stefan Diggs or Whoa, DK dude, Metcalf. Say, I,
3: that's why you say he's the best receiver, no one's talking about. Hmm. Until Fair. right now, because I just talked about
2: them.
1: Yeah, I still don't like it. But,
3: but each, like to each here. their That's own. Don't like.
1: <sighs> Damn straight. All right, to each their <laughs> own. We're going to move on to the next game. We've got the New York Giants heading into Baltimore to face the Ravens, and the Ravens are sitting at 11-point favors. So, Jordan, can you take Lamar and the Ravens?
2: Uh, yes. I think I can take Lamar and the Ravens here, yep. although I don't – necessarily love this game to be honest um, since the Ravens have gotten healthy though they are averaging 40.3 points per game in their last three the Giants are averaging a measly 10 points per game yeah. um, but the Giants are sixth against the rush and obviously that's what the Ravens do well I mean they even kind of shut the Browns down running the ball last week you know Chubb only had like 76 yards Kareem Hunt yeah. barely had any so the Giants do kind of counter defensively what the Ravens do well. So that's why this game kind of like 10 and a half might be a little too much to lay on the Ravens. Uh, this is like if I if the lines were flipped from that Jets game, I would probably take the Ravens here easy. But I think 10 and a half, uh, I got to lean the Giants here
3: yeah I agree. Um, the other stat too is that uh, when I was researching it is that they 've played mobile quarterbacks in the past the Giants have uh they 've played uh, Kyler and they 've also faced against uh, Russell Wilson and neither of them ran for over fifty yards in that game now Lamar is you know he 's a running back who plays quarterback, but um I think with all that being said i don 't think it 's going to be a high scoring affair. Per se, I think the Giants can keep it close. Um, I am leaning the same way with you. I don't think the Giants win. Uh, the Ravens will win, but if it was nine and a half, just like exactly like you said, I'd be taking the Ravens. But I see a ten-point game being the difference.
2: Yeah, but I wouldn't yeah. about this game. I'm
4: no. I'm on the other side. The Ravens are rolling right now. They've they're putting up a ton of points in their last few games, like averaging thirty-five to forty, I think. Giants are still very bad, so I'm on the Ravens.
1: Yeah, I, that eleven scares me. I don't, I don't like this game at all. Especially with, I mean, there's there's trends on each side, which is tough. So.
3: Oof. Yeah, and it's know. plus it's it's hard to just put money on the Giants though. Like at so all. True. Very you know? true. Especially yeah. if Daniel
2: Jones is playing. Right. This is why the point spread is the great equalizer, man.
3: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And at this point, week 16, you gotta think Vegas knows what they're doing up at by now, you know? Oh yeah. Well, then year how many? So
1: but uh yeah. we've got three games left. This one I hope we can just go through really quick. It's it's kind of uh you know, bottom of the barrel teams. We've got the Bengals heading into Houston to play the Texans right now. Texans are eight and a half point favors, even with the, uh, you know, with the Bengals big W on Monday. So let's see, Tiffany, who do you like in this one?
4: Houston's all over the place this year. One day they can cover, the next day they look like the worst team in the league. Bengals looked like a halfway decent team against the almighty Steelers. Um, Eight and a half points is way too many points for Houston to be giving up, even against a shitty Bengals team. So I'm taking the Bengals.
1: Yeah, what I don't understand is how did this line only move a half a point with the Bengals win over over pittsburgh because when we when we looked at so this bangles. monday night it, opening it was at nine
3: it just shows how much the steelers how bad they are
4: yeah right much they
3: have no respect now out in the world you know Yep.
4: they deserve no respect
3: yeah i mean like beating the steelers now is like beating the jets like who cares oh right. give me a break <laughs> that's
1: not that Bad dude, they're bad 0-15 versus what <laughs> 11 13, and 2 at the end
3: of the oh, year. No, dude. Steelers are pretty bad. That offense sucks. Oh uh, man. Uh, um, but uh going back to this game though, uh, since we are talking Bengals Texans, uh, I don't really necessarily I don't I can't go with the Texans here. Um Bengals getting eight and a half. I, I feel like this game is going to be close. It's going to be low scoring. Uh, the Texans are 5-9 and nine against the spread this year, 2-4 and four at home. And on their uh, home games, the under is 5-1. and one. So it's going to be a low scoring game if you're going to go with the trends. Uh, so I like the under in this game. And I also like the Bengals to cover. Yeah, I'm
1: with you. I can't give the two possessions. Well, basically two possessions there. Right. So.
4: Yeah, they've done they've done nothing this year to be giving up that many points. Sorry.
2: Yeah, that's nine is just way too much for the Texans to be giving up, and obviously we know they have they're out with Fullers out. They've been banged up with receivers all year. I mean, I just don't see how, why nine points. But yeah,
1: and if you look at it too, like the Texans are averaging 22.5, and uh, the Bengals are averaging 19.4. I mean, you take a couple points away for Burrow being out, but that's still not anything close to nine. No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Yep. All right, so we've got two more. We're going to move to these last two. We've got the Denver Broncos heading into L.A. to play the Chargers. This is probably going to be one that we talk quickly about because of the the last few weeks of, uh, of L.A.'s antics. But, uh, Jordan, where do you like this game going?
2: i actually like the broncos here plus three the broncos defense aside from playing josh allen last week um they've been top 10 all year in dboa they've been one of the best teams against the past because they're able to get after the quarterback and i don't see anything changing the chargers offensive line is pretty banged up um and aside from playing the raiders who the raiders give up points to everybody so it doesn't even matter I mean, the the Chargers offense has not been that good for the last five weeks, um, if you look at it in total. So I like the Broncos here, plus three. I think this is Vegas telling us the public is going to be heavy on the Chargers after watching them on national TV uh, beat the Raiders last week, who's obviously a better team than Denver, right? But Denver kind of counters what uh, the Chargers do well. So I like the Broncos plus three here.
3: Yeah, plus two, you got to remember like the great equalizers that Anthony Lynn is still coaching for the Chargers. Uh, and he's going to find a way to fuck it up every time. <laughs> every time. Um, you know, the Chargers, like you said, the Chargers offense they're all they're all banged up. I mean, you got Keenan Allen who's he's been hurt all year, you got Mike Williams who wasn't even supposed to play and then he plays. Like and there's no real rush to get him back. They're not really playing for much. Um, uh, I think The other side, you got Drew Locke, who's just awful. Interceptions in the NFL. You know, Denver's going to be on the hunt for a new quarterback in the offseason, hopefully. So I kind of agree. It's also a division matchup, and division matchups are always close. I think if you're giving me points, though, in this this game, I'm going to take them. So definitely the Broncos here.
4: Yep. I'm with you guys. Um, I think you have two teams on opposite sides of the spectrum. You have a good Broncos defense. And then on the offensive end, you should give the Chargers the edge. Um, And when teams are like this evenly matched, I think you take the points. So I'm on the Broncos.
1: Is Bosa back? That's my question.
2: He's still questionable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you get a nasty concussion. Yeah, nasty concussion can put you out for a couple of weeks, and that is right. going to be a huge, huge loss. Because that second half when they were playing last week, they, you know, their defense looked, you know, obviously missing something, and you know they didn't have their, you know, defensive captain in there calling the shots. So I think that's going to be a huge deciding factor in this game. But I'm with you guys. I like Broncos.
2: The crazy thing is too is that. In the last three games, the Chargers are only averaging sixteen point seven points per game, and they just put up thirty points against the Raiders. That just tells you how bad they've been, aside from playing the Raiders. Yeah,
4: or the Raiders yep. are just really bad.
2: Well, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Their defense is like a Man, awful. Everybody likes their defense. Their defense. <laughs> yep.
1: All right, can't wait and we uh, talk
2: about the Raiders.
1: <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But we are we have our last not so prime time game. Like the it is. Event. Uh, duh, this game is horrible. I'm glad it's the end, so we can move on to the next. We've got the Eagles heading into Dallas to play the Cowboys. Right now, the Eagles are one and a half point spreads. I'm I'm gonna kick it to you, Eddie. After I'm gonna say that I'm not going to talk about this game because thank God the C- the Seahawks and Rams game starts at the same exact time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Eddie. Eddie, where, where are you going with
3: this? So we got the Cowboys, right, who beat the Niners. Good uh, for them. Yeah, yeah, that's not saying much. <laughs> um, then you have the Eagles, who are going to absolutely destroy Dallas. Uh, this game won't be close. I can't believe it's only a one-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 700 yards in his first two games. Uh, He even got Zach Ertz going, and I feel like you should get double the points, double the yards for getting Zach Ertz going because he has been on Lost Island for the whole season. He's Um, been injured. Yeah, but then you got the Eagles, too, whose defense is 11th in the NFL, uh, which, again, they've been playing short fields pretty much the whole season. So being 11th in the NFL is pretty impressive, considering they had the most 3 and outs on offense in the league. Uh, And the Cowboys are the Cowboys. They're not good. They're inconsistent. They have played good one week, and then they get demolished the next
2: week. So uh, this is, like, best bet material for me on the Eagles. No way, dude. You're
4: on the Cowboys, Jordan?
2: I am on the Cowboys here, plus one and a half. This is a huge public play here because the public just saw Jalen Hurts throw for like uh, 400-something yards or whatever, 386 yards. But they don't look deep enough into it, and they probably didn't watch the whole game. He was not good for the first two quarters of that game. He still only completed 55% of his uh, passes, and he got sacked six times in the game. You cannot win a football game when you're getting sacked six times, and that's because he literally looks at his first read, and if his first read isn't there, he starts to scramble around, and if the pocket closes on him, he's not able to scramble, and he got sacked. But when the uh, Cardinals were coming up field, and he, he would dodge one defender, and he would run for like 50 yards, that was how the whole game went. It was just first read, which was basically Ertz. If he wasn't there, he was running the ball. Uh, so I like the Cowboys here because more film is out on Jalen Hurts. I don't think we're going to see a repeat performance because the Cowboys aren't going to be up 16 to nothing in the first quarter. So I think the Eagles are going to be running the ball a little bit more. I think it's going to be I, – I mean, this is two division opponents. They know each other very well. I like the Cowboys plus one and a half here. Hurts
3: is going to have over 300 yards again.
4: Yeah. I, I agree with will. Eddie. I mean, Jalen Hurts is proving himself. He's putting up a ton of yards. He's playing really well. Philly's defense is showing up. Like it's you're going against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a horrible team. No, I yeah. love the Eagles here. They're just the better team. I think. Yeah. I, I think this is the best bet material too.
3: Yeah, to your point, Jordan, about the, them running the ball more. I think Hurts is a better player when they can run the ball so if they're going to be able to run the ball with sanders then you know rpo they're going to be he's going to be able to get out and he's going to be out in open space but he uh, wasn't
2: that was when he was struggling against the cardinals the yeah, first but they two were quarters. down big
3: they were down pretty big early right so they had to throw the ball so they had to drop back so the cardinals could kind of pin their ears back i think that is a that's also
2: disaster what, but that's also when he's his best is when he's scrambling around
3: Right, but if you're running the ball, then it gives them the opportunity to uh, to have the, you know the RPO, the fake the, hand, the handoff, roll out to the you know get somebody open. You know, I just think that. Hurts is a kind of quarterback right now, which is like a lot of young guys in the league where if they get down big, it's hard for them to play at their best. Right. Uh, And I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to get up on them like the Cardinals did last week. So uh, it's going to be more like it was with the Saints, where it was a close game throughout and they were able to have a more balanced attack.
2: And although the Cowboys, like, they have been pretty bad all year, but they've been a lot better since Andy Dalton came back. I mean, they're sixth in scoring. They're averaging 29 points a game. Last game, they scored 41 points. So, I mean, this is a Cowboys team that's playing better as well. And they're still in the division race. Both these teams are still in the division race, so they're both right. going to be playing, dude.
3: I feel like yeah. this is one of those, like, Cowboys
2: won, everyone's going to bet on them situations, so – Hammer the Eagles. I feel like the public is like anti-Cowboys right now. They've been down on the Cowboys all year.
4: For good reason.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the Cowboys well, when have been you good have the last few weeks.
1: In quarterback,
2: they played
4: good last reason. week, and that was against the Niners. I mean, that's not.
2: And they won the week before <laughs> that. And aside from that, the Niners are still a top 10 defense right now. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, I mean, statistically, they are. Yeah, An opinion yeah. doesn't matter. The numbers say they, they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then
4: your opinion on the Cowboys no matter either. <laughs>
0: ho, 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 ho.
1: All right, we are going to change things up even more. We moved our not-so prime times into our prime time slot, and now we are going to be moving our fantasy draft into the number three position here. And, and it was a good week. I, I like how things turned out. I took that W again. Came up uh, a few points ahead of uh, Jordan there, maybe about five. Then we had Tiffany come in third, and Eddie rounded the tail out. So Eddie will be taking first pick this week to update scores. Tiffany is still well ahead of us uh, by about 71 points. Then we've got me in second place at 520. Jordan in third at 5.05, and Eddie rounding things out at 4.46. So it's a good thing we're getting to the end of the year. We'll finally be able to catch up with Tiffany when next season starts. Mm -hmm. But we are going to move to that first pick, so let's turn it to Goodell.
3: With the first pick. All right, so with the first pick, uh, since looking at matchups clearly doesn't work, and uh looking at uh you know players going against weak teams because then you have anthony lingo and just fuck everything up uh we're gonna go ahead and take mitch trubisky with the first pick <laughs> Man. um
4: and with the second pick i am going with derrick henry
2: eddie i feel like you've been picking first a lot lately <laughs> it's actually just once out of the last four weeks because you were not. I've been picking first a lot too. I, <laughs> <laughs> with, with my first pick, I'm going to take Miles Sanders. All
1: right, and I got to get used to these uh, back-to-back picks here. So with my first one of the first pick of the first round, I'm going to go with Josh Allen, and with my second pick in round two, I am going to go with DK Metcalf.
2: I'm going to get my quarterback off the board. I'm going to take the number one fantasy player in the league, Kyler Murray. <laughs>
4: um, And with my quarterback position, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson.
2: And, yep, let's go
3: Bears. We're taking David Montgomery uh, with the second pick. <laughs> and with the third pick, because uh, this is just going so well for me, uh, we're going to go with Antonio Brown, because uh, he's just a giant piece of you-know-what, <laughs> that's the same way
2: my fantasy picks have going. So,
4: that's that's a great pick. Um, I'm going to take Devonte Adams.
2: Nice, and I'm going to take Stefan
1: Dukes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different route. I, I could have some good uh, some top uh, uh, tight ends here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one I I have a good feeling about. So I'm gonna go Noah Fan. Oh. Shit, maybe I'm not go again used there, to but. these. Yeah, maybe I'm not used to these back to back here. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> with uh, the second pick, I'm going to go with my kicker and I am going to go with Koo.
2: And I'm going to go with a guy that had a big week. And hopefully Alex Smith comes back again because he loves throwing the tight ends. I'm going to take Logan Thomas.
4: And with my tight end position, I'm going to go with Waller
2: perfect we're gonna take a kicker we're, if i could i'd
3: take two kickers right now but <laughs> since i can only take one we're taking robbie gold of the niners because uh, they suck and they'll be kicking a lot of field goals and then uh, with the last pick we're gonna take uh, travis kelsey because i hope my jinx works and he plays terrible fair
4: enough <laughs> and with my kicker i'm gonna take butker
2: nice and i'm gonna take blinking blinking shoot
1: Alright, and I need a running back, so we're going to go Melvin Gordon III. Hey, Bubba,
3: what's the matter?
0: I need help with my fantasy football team.
3: I play fantasy football. You think I can help you with that?
4: No way. I'm going to ask the pros.
3: What do you mean, the pros?
4: Alexa, play. Weekend Waiver
0: Wired on Spotify.
3: Tune in every weekend for the Weekend Waiver Wire, hosted by me, Steady Eddie Martin, brought to you by Taproom Sports, where I give you all the ins and outs for the upcoming fantasy week. You need some help getting that W? I'm your man. Join me every Saturday as I turn you into a Bill Belichick-level fantasy GM, brought to you by Taproom Sports. Keep up to date with everything Taproom Sports to our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com.
1: We are back to the primetime games, and the NFL is giving us a christmas day surprise for the first time in at least as long as i can remember we get more than just nba on christmas we have the minnesota vikings heading into new orleans to visit the seven point favor saints jordan who do you like in this game
2: oh man this is a tough one uh I think seven is a lot of points here for the Vikings or uh, for the Saints, just because I wasn't really too fond of what I saw from the Saints last week. Breeze was 15 of 34, 234 yards. Like I said earlier with the Chiefs, like the Chiefs, uh, that defense really put them in position to win that game. Obviously, the defense is going to do the same thing here, but I think seven is a lot. So I don't know, though. I don't want to take yeah. the Vikings, dude. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> well,
1: let me let me give you some more of those numbers to uh to maybe sway you towards that 7 for the Saints. So, you know, Breeze is 7 and 3 when, you know, he's starting in games this year and when he does win those games, they're averaging over 11 and a half point margins in their wins. The only three losses that they came up were against Vegas in the beginning of the year when they were on their run, Kansas City and Green Bay. So with New Orleans, you know, D, I mean, it's they're sneaky good, rated six overall, fourth in rushing, you know, first in rushing touchdowns, like that's where Minnesota puts their points up in Dalvin Cook. So, you know, they're going to hold him, hold him back.
2: But I mean, on the on the flip side, like Cousins hasn't had a bad Last three games. I mean, he's throwing for almost 300 yards a game in the last three. He only has one pick in his last three games. So it's really, they're not really losing because of their offense lately. They're losing because of their defense. And if they can at least apply some kind of pressure to Drew Brees, I mean, I don't even think the dude's fully healthy. He's 41 years old. Like, you can't be playing with fractured ribs like that. Like, he did not look good last week.
4: No, he didn't.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think for this game here, if like on a betting standpoint, I think the only real play here is the over. Um, I don't I don't necessarily I mean, just looking at like for the season, uh we got the Saints seven and seven against the spread this year, but they're nine and five uh with the over uh compared to the under, and same with the Vikings. So uh, what both is teams, the over? uh that's a very, very good question. It's gotta be pretty
4: high. Fifty four. Yeah,
2: yeah fifty four. No, nah, it's probably like
3: yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's actually sitting at 51 right now. Okay, so so 152. Um, With it, I mean, I just think that I think there's still going to be a lot of offense score, Um The Vikings tend to give up points. Uh, the defense hasn't been as solid as, it, as we kind of expected the Vikings to be. Um, and Minnesota, and I think another week with Breeze getting a little healthier, uh, getting a little bit more in rhythm, I think it's just going to be better for their offense. Uh, not having Michael Thomas, though, is really going to hurt. And sure. I don't think Breeze has yep. even played a game, Michael Thomas, except for week one, which kind of sucks. Um, but uh, the only thing that worries me is if this game gets out of hand, then Taysom Hill's going to come back in and that's <laughs> not good for my over bet. So um, if I have to pick a team here though, uh, I probably going to lean towards the saints. Uh, but again, this is not a game. I think I'm going to be putting on any cards.
4: Yep. I'm with you guys. I'm super torn. I, uh, the saints are obviously the better team. I think if the spread was like seven and a half, I would go with Minnesota. But because it's only a touchdown, I would be on the Saints. But um, I think it's going to be a push. I think the Saints win by exactly a touchdown.
1: Okay. I can see that. Can definitely see that. So let's move into Saturday. We move into day two of four straight days of NFL football. And, uh, you know, even though I was getting into some college ball, I, I do like this NFL Saturday. So, um, but this first game, let's be honest, is not going to be a, a great one. We've got the disgraceful Lions hosting the fraudulent Bucks. Line is sitting at nine in Tampa Bay's favor. Eddie, where do you like this
3: game going? Uh, so, you know, I cannot wait for Matthew Stafford to be in a Colts jersey. Um, because I don't think he doesn't have much time left in Detroit, uh, so that's going to be good. And then um, he has founded like a little connection with Marvin Jones, which is nice. I think Galliday's coming back, for, or if he is back. Um, but at the same time, the refs won't let Tom Brady lose. Uh, we saw a that hikes. two sure, weeks in a row. Yeah. Oh, true. Um, they have to keep proving that Brady was the reason the Patriots were good because he's the NFL golden boy. <laughs> um, it took only them signing Antonio Brown to f- somehow, with all the weapons in the world, become an offense that's semi-decent. Uh, I don't like the Buccaneers. I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs. Uh, but again, I don't like Detroit either. I mean, the Detroit. So uh, the NFL will make sure that the uh if the Bucks are up three, that they get like a seventy-yard drive on four plays, with four pass interference calls, and uh, Tampa Bay will cover. Hey, they didn't cover
2: last week though. Nope. Yeah, I know the refs took too long to get the message. <laughs> this one, this one's, <laughs> this one's tough, Eddie. Like, this is another one of those lines where, like, if this was like Tampa Bay uh, minus seven or less, I would easily take Tampa, but. Right. Yeah. Yep. The Lions have actually been, like, sneaky good the last three weeks. They're averaging 27 points per game, and Tampa has actually been 26 in defense since Uh Vea went out, their defensive tackle. Because yeah. teams are now able to rush the ball against them, and that's what they couldn't do before. And DeAndre Swift has actually been pretty good the last couple weeks.
3: Yeah, the only problem is they keep trying to get AP involved, and, like, they should just – I mean, just don't you don't need to play him anymore. Like it's the end of the year, it gets let Swift go. Like yeah. AP should not be on the NFL field. It's okay, He had a great career, but you know.
1: I, I do have to say I'm gonna be throwing a little bit of money on the uh the Detroit money line here because even going through Ooh. last not gonna be a best bet, damn straight, but <laughs> even going through uh oh we all thought that we all yeah. Thought- <laughs> Going through last season, they have they have this trend where they go loss, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss, loss, win. Yep. It's happened for I believe it's it's uh like eighteen games in a row now that lost they've game. gone loss, loss, win, except for one when they were coming back from their their uh their buy and they got two wins in a row. But they just took two losses, you know, last two weeks in Tennessee and Green Bay. So it's it's their time <laughs> to win. So <laughs> every other reason I'm going Tampa Bay here, but well, dude, I like that. good, you gotta have that confidence. You gotta have yeah, that Washington club. confidence, dude. Yeah. Gotta, like, yeah. money, money line ahead. happening. I'm, I'm throwing, I'm th- definitely going to be throwing some on the money line to make some money here.
4: I like, uh, I think Tampa Bay is struggling. Like Tom Brady is struggling. Their defense is proving to be a fraud. And like Jordan said, Detroit is tricky and they can cover games yep. and nine points is too many for Tampa Bay to give up. So I'm on Detroit.
2: Are we all on yeah. Detroit here?
4: No, I think Eddie was on Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah. I'm on nothing. I am- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: You're forcing so yes, me to pick on- a team, so I said Tampa Bay, but I yeah. hate this game. I, this is probably the
2: game I hate most this week. Yeah, I, I like it because I
4: think Detroit's – I really think Detroit's going to cover.
2: Yeah, and I'm with yep. you. I do think Detroit's going to cover, but that's tough. The Lions yeah, just,
3: are – I can't trust the Lions. That's the problem. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah, well, I trust the
1: members. Been- that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's why they're getting the win this week. Um, let's move into the Battle of go. State Farm Stadium of Glendale. We got the Cardinals who are home and technically the 49ers who are home. Thank you, COVID. So Cardinals are four-point favors. <laughs> Tiffany, who do you like in this one?
4: Oh, my gosh. Watching the Niners last week look so bad against the Cowboys. Like I loved the Niners in that game, and that was just pathetic
3: so did the cowboys yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) i mean the cowboys are a very bad team and it's it just shows how bad the niners are and there's talks that jimmy g might be back i don't care i don't think jimmy g is good um now they're going up against a very solid arizona team with the rams losing west last week things are still a toss-up at the in the nfc west and i think the cardinals win this game by 10
2: damn That's I don't know bad. about 10. These games are always close between these two teams. Like even when they're both even when one team's bad and one team's really good like last year the Niners like two closest games other than their losses were against the Cardinals and the Cardinals were not a good football team last year. So this this is tough like anything over a touchdown I almost like have to take the opposing team like if I'm going to take the points so I lean Niners here. A uh, big Reason why is the Cardinals get a ton of only four. It's only four. four, Only four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if it's under three, I'm a go. I'm gonna take the points. Oh, okay, gotcha. I thought you said a
1: touchdown. So
2: no, no, no. I'm taking the. I'm taking the four points. Um, Kyler likes to turn the ball over in the red zone, which can end up costing a team. And the Niners are good at getting the ball. Like they're one of the highest teams in taking the ball away. I think I believe they're top five off the top of my head. And because of that, I think the Niners are going to be able to keep it close. Like Eddie said in the fantasy, you know, Robbie Gold's going to kick a lot of field goals, and this could be one of those games that's like twenty-four to twenty-one at the end, or twenty-seven. 24.
1: You think he's going to put what seven <laughs> he's eight kick field seven. goals
2: there? <laughs> like, Dude, <laughs> he's, he's, they're not going to be able to move the ball down the field. You've got. I'm thinking the, we're seeing an NFL, NFL the, record. The Cardinals just <laughs> gave up like four hundred seventy-two yards to the Eagles. NFL, yeah, record. but
1: you're playing. You, you're you're going up against Beathead and Rosen. Like, and yes, yeah, I know yeah. it's Beathard, but Kyle
3: Kyle Shanahan
1: knows how to it He's up, one dude. and nine in his games that he's played in.
3: Just setting up my points he's here. Garbage. See, if, yeah, if CJ Beathard is your quarterback, you the Niners are zero and four in games that he's even stepped on the field this year. Yeah. Uh, so like, well,
2: it's because he stepped on when they were like down four scores. Yeah,
3: he started a couple he started a couple games, they lost those. Right. Um I just think that I mean the the thing is the Cardinals have to win this game. Yep. Like if they lose there's very strong possibility they don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like they have to win their last two. Now the Car- the Niners coming in could see that and this could be like their Super
2: Bowl. Could be motivation spot for sure. Right?
3: Yeah, the problem is though, the other thing I see too is that um the, the Cardinals play the Rams next week. You know, are they looking ahead? Are they not? I mean, you really can't look ahead at this point in the year. Um, I lean Cardinals just because of the better team, and they have to win. But you know, even like Jordan said, when the teams are bad, they still manage to split. It just seems to always happen that way. Mm-hmm. Or you know, so um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm leaning Cardinals. They should win. Um, there, uh, I don't know. Kyler looks better. Uh, but he's got to get those turnovers in check.
2: Yeah, they're going to win on a last-second field goal by Robbie Gold, sixty-two yards. No, the the Cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: know. I know. <laughs>
2: by whoever their kicker is right now, I forget. They got a fucking new kicker.
1: Yeah, it's not Gonzalez anymore. But all right, so. Let's move to Saturday's final game, which leaves us in Vegas as the Raiders are hosting the Miami Dolphins. Both teams are still mathematically in the playoff hunt, but the Raiders <laughs> are going to have a majorly tough time getting in. Um, so it's a must win and they're sitting at three point underdogs.
3: So Eddie, I'm going to you first. Raiders defense sucks. <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever so seen. Like, Don't on, like now I get it. They brought in Marinelli, and the th- but Here's the part I don't understand. These guys get paid millions of dollars to write up schemes, right? And you decide, it's a great idea. I have three days. I'm going to try to run a brand new defense. In three days. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. We have Daryl Worley, who's on the practice squad in Buffalo, comes in and now he's starting in safety. And you're like, yep, you're going to play a cover two. There was nobody within 20 yards of receivers uh, on Thursday night. It was an absolute joke. And then Mariota comes in. And he's like, hey, we're going to run five plays and I'm going to look good because I'm just going to run it every time when, my, when Waller's not open. It so worked. that's exactly what and he it did. Works. Mariota played yep. great. I enjoyed watching Mariota play. But at the same time, if Derek Carr's out there, they probably put up about 40 points. No. Uh, easy because the Chargers suck. Uh, so <laughs> we get the Dolphins, right? The Dolphins have one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Tua is awful. I watched him throw an interception straight to a defender in the end zone, when the defender was standing in front of the receiver, literally for the whole. Dude, was uh, It was the worst ranked. throw I've ever seen. Fifteen. <laughs> a lot of that has to do with Fitzpatrick, who should be playing. Uh, Dolphins offense sucks. Raiders defense sucks. So that's going to be interesting because now we're just gonna. It's just gonna be like two kids, like bumping knuckles all day and then at the same time you get the raiders offense so you have no idea what's going to happen with Mariota out there um i really am looking. he only forward has to five plays. plays how can you not know what he's, he's got to be do. more he's got another week dude. he's got almost a week and a half uh and don't ever mention to me again that the raiders have a chance to make the playoffs because don't. <laughs> and they're going to screw it up by winning two games so we get a worse draft pick and i can't wait for the raiders in the offseason to trade Derek Carr to New England so that Derek Carr can get his two Super
2: Bowl rings oh
4: gosh oh, god! it's
2: hey, never gonna happen hey I'm gonna tell you exactly <laughs> what's gonna happen here Eddie I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen with Mariota he's not gonna be able to run the ball and he's gonna throw at least two interceptions maybe one pick six the Miami Dolphins have like eight straight games with the turnover they lead the league in turnover differential they find ways to get the ball and get short fields, and it doesn't even matter what offense is playing the Raiders' defense. That defense is so shitty that any you could you could put Ryan Finley out there, and he's gonna look like Tom Brady. Nope, like that's how that's, bad that is. Hey, Ryan
4: Finley looked good.
2: He he looks all right. <laughs> Tuck and run, and two, you got to win. Come awful.
4: on now! Like
2: he it is. doesn't matter
3: what defense two is facing, he's gonna throw two interceptions. He's gonna look bad.
2: Man, and the Raiders don't turn the ball over.
3: The Raiders the defense, the, oh, as far on. as turnovers, isn't the problem. The problem is trying to get somebody within fifteen yards.
4: Yep, uh,
2: that's <laughs> the issue. Dolphins big here minus three.
1: Yep, yeah. I'm right there with you. They're <laughs> gonna have that extra week of uh, a full week to prep for Mariota, and that's something that. We didn't see last week,
3: so they still have Tua.
4: That's all
1: right.
3: And with yeah, the yeah, Raiders Tua's on the defense, yeah. just wait. The Raiders are going to screw it up and win, dude. <laughs> That's how it works. I don't,
1: I don't think that happens, but uh, <clears>
2: the story's not it, the same, Eddie. They're, they're one Screwed play away from being you know zero and five. In the last you know it's,
3: five. So. You know what's crazy <laughs> is uh, the Dolphins have a chance to make the playoffs and have a top three pick in the draft this year.
2: Well, yeah, because oh, they have wow. the Texans pick thank yep. you bill o'brien <laughs> dude that, that guy's got to be the worst gm in the history of people that I were can't... able to make decisions regarding their football team
3: like who's the guy in houston who's just like yep we're gonna give him power to make the decision the owner i yep. know what why like what did he do to earn that it's like yep, yeah, you're just gives bill belichick but you're gonna go ahead and
1: uh, <laughs> all, right. all the power <laughs> let's uh, let's move back to week defense we We've got yeah, yeah, we already yeah, got yeah. that. <laughs> We're moving into the game of the week, which I mean, it could literally be, you know, our the game of the season here. I, I know our uh, our night game is pretty good too, but uh, we've got two top teams in the NFC West. You know, possibly you know the two best teams in the NFC. We got the Rams heading up north to Seattle. Seattle is favored by a point. Jordan, where are you going with this one?
2: Going with the Rams here. McVeigh absolutely dominates the Seahawks against the spread. Uh, In the last 10, the Rams are 7 3 and 6 4 ATS. In the last 3, they're 3 0 against the spread. I like the Rams here. Aaron Donald always gives Russell Wilson problems. That defense seems to always slow the uh, Seahawks down. And if you notice, the Seahawks uh, offense was rolling until they faced the Rams the last time. And since then, they've kind of been. They haven't been that same offense. I like the Rams here, especially if I'm getting points.
4: I'm with you. Um, Rams coming off a huge loss to the fucking Jets. And <laughs> obviously, this is a must win. I haven't, haven't been impressed with how the Seahawks look, have looked on offense or defense lately. I'm not super confident in this pick because, like, you know, these teams, it could go either way, but Rams definitely the better team here.
3: Yeah, You know what sucks just as bad as the Raiders defense? The Seahawks defense. (laughs) Not these last couple weeks. It's still bad. I don't really care. Uh, The Rams were looking ahead last week. That's why they lost to the Jets. The only explanation I can come up with. Uh, So they better win. I mean, they have to win after losing to the Jets last week, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. they're going to come out pissed. Um, The Seahawks won't be able to get much pressure. I know Dunlap's come in and actually uh, improved that pass rush a little bit. Uh, But I don't see him getting a lot of pressure on Goff. And when Goff has time to throw, he's going to look good. Um, you know, and Akers being out really did uh, affect the Rams last week, I think. So uh, I don't know if he's back or not. Do you guys know that? Nope. He's out. He's out? Yep. That's going to say. So... With that, I mean, I still think the Rams are the better team. I think that their pass rush is going to affect Wilson, um, and on top of they have a sh- lockdown corner that uh, is going to play well against Metcalf. So shut um, Metcalf down, last game. Right. The only way that I see the Seahawks winning this game is if Lockett has a huge game, but he's disappeared lately. So um, yeah, yes. I, I I'm going to lean Rams here. Uh, I think I just think they're the better team at the end of the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you guys one one
1: little fact here and those were our scores the last two weeks (laughs) Uh, we've got the seahawks 40 to 3 we've got the rams 20 to 23 i mean if you can't put up a good performance against the jets then you don't belong wasn't that your best bet last week it was my fucking best bet. That's why week. he's damn it. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's why a guest. Yep. Damn straight. <laughs> no, I mean both great teams. you you guys are right. I, I like the Rams. It I took them as my best bet on uh on Tap Room this week. It's you know, especially with them getting the points, I got it at two and a half, which I liked even better. But um but I'll still take them at one and a half. I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. We've got uh, a great Sunday night football um, football game this week, too. Brings the two top point-getters in the NFL. We've got the Titans and the pack in Lambeau. Packers are up three-and-a-half-point favors.
3: So, Eddie, where do you like this one going? You know, I don't like the half-point here. I think that half-point really throws this game uh, for a loop. I like the Packers to win this game. Um, it's going to be interesting because of the fact that the Packers, we all know we've talked about it forever. They can't stop the run. Um, and Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL right now. Um, so that's going to be interesting. I like this game a lot because we're going to see where these two teams really stand. Um are the Titans for real? Like they've I feel you know, like they say that about the games.
2: Titans every week, though. I, I, yeah. I
3: agree. I agree. And like they, I, for some reason, they still haven't done anything for me personally to make me be like, "Yep, they're gonna win this game." You know, uh, Tannehill. Has, like we've talked about him earlier, He's had a great year, but we've all seen. The bad side of Tannehill too, and I think that is what slows me down with the Titans. Like I just can't get those images out of my head of when he has bad games. And on top of that, you got Aaron Rodgers who's playing out of his mind, like just out of his mind this year. Potential These bad MVP teams. not mm-hmm. bad teams, good teams. I mean, the Steelers were eleven and zero, we talked about how great they were. uh And mm-hmm. so we got the. And again, this is a good point for the Packers. Let's see them beat a good team. I want to see them beat a good team. I really like the Packers this year. Aaron Jones is going to be the key factor in this game. He's got to have a big game. And look how close these
1: teams are too. to like um, identical.
3: Everything. Yep. Yeah. Very
1: similar. 31.1 to 31 in points per game points allowed 25.8 to 24.2. I mean, your total yards, Tennessee has seven more uh, yards allowed is a little bit more uh tennessee allows you know 40 more yards but that's pretty damn close that's the closest i've ever seen you know in our in my research this the season. The problem is they're- though
2: is that the packers have only played three teams who are good over 500 and they're one in two in those games and their one win is against the saints who had four starters out on defense i don't i this like we were talking about this is gonna tell us about the Titans. I think it's gonna tell us more where the Packers are at, to be honest. For sure. I, I actually like the Titans in this game. I would even put money line. The Packers defense awful. When the Titans are able to rush for over hundred yards with Derrick Henry, they are seventeen and one. I like the Titans. Love yeah. the Titans.
4: I'm actually with you, Jordan. Um, these teams are very similar and they've both been at the top, but you kind of like don't really know how good they are so this game is really going to show how good they are Um, I think it's going to be a very high scoring game because two of the best offenses in the league I'm giving the edge to Tennessee only because they're catching some points
3: I feel like a high scoring game though favors the Packers but I mean Oh. T- when we talk I mean, about Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee
2: t- puts up they're passing the ball a the ball Yeah,
3: if Tennessee's down four with a minute and a half to go, they're not going to go down the field and score handing enough to Henry.
2: That, but, I mean, that dude breaks 80-yard runs like every game. It seems yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: but, I mean, like, if you had no timeouts, you're not running it. You know what I mean? And he's not a, really a big factor
1: in the pass game. So, And let's also be real. Green Bay's defense, rushing defense, is not that bad. They're only allowing mm-hmm. 110 yards a game. Right. It's, it's yeah, not, which is
2: like dead last in the league. No, tenth no. like or eleventh, actually.
1: I'll, I'll pull that up while while y'all are talking. Yeah, it's
3: that. it's again, like it's above middle of the pack, but like I mean, to Jordan's point earlier, they Eighth. haven't really played. Oh, no, that's not, never mind. They haven't played too many like good running backs too, you know. So, um yeah, we'll just see, man. Like I, th- I think the Packers win this game because, like you said. If it's a shootout, and I think we all can agree it's going to be a high-scoring game, uh, this favors the Packers. They can score in one play, you know, just like the Titans can, but the so, Titans have to run it. Where yeah. the Packers, not necessarily because they get that
2: play-action fake. That's why. That's what makes the Titans dangerous. If they're able to run the ball, then it opens up that play-action fake, and then you throw it to a- A.J. Brown over the top all right. day. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: but you're not going to go bite on a play-action with a minute and a half to go in the game. But
2: if, yeah, know, but I mean team. they're still able to throw the ball and stuff. So I, mean, I mean you
4: can't really say that the Packers are gonna be up with a minute left in the but game. Like high scoring games is could be back up and too. forth,
3: back and forth, right? So like mm-hmm. someone the only 11. thing
2: we've seen them the only three good teams we've seen them play they're one and two. That's what makes me lean Titans here, plus Titans are able to run the ball. Packers lately, they haven't. Uh, teams aren't haven't been running the ball because they're up, they're down by so much. You know what I mean? I mean the Packers can score, Titans can score. This is going to be a, a crazy game, and I like it. Yeah, it's going to tell us a lot.
3: Yeah, yeah, hammer the over. Like at the end of the day, but regardless of who we think is going to win, huh? I mentioned that later
1: watch it be like 21 to
3: 17 now yeah i
1: know i know especially because i'm gonna put a bet on it but (laughs) all right well let's move let's move into the last game of you know of the week and we've got the buffalo bills heading into new england with a you know huge swing in the uh in the lines here i think when we were looking at this on Sunday when Jordan and I were talking about it for Tap Room, it was at three and a half. Now we're sitting at Buffalo Bills are seven point favors here, um, so it's you know you're you're David versus Goliath. You know Bills going into New England, so. Tiffany, I know you're a huge Bills fan. Where are you going on this one? Bills Mafia.
2: Mean,
4: you already know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> I am writing the Bills until the Super Bowl. I'll say it every single week. How much I love this team. So electric. So fun to watch. Their defense is finally starting to show up. They had a pick six last week or fumble recovery. I don't know. Their defense had a touchdown. Absolutely taking the Bills minus seven here.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Josh Allen showed me a lot last week against the Broncos. I know it's only the Broncos, but I was talking about it on APR last week. You know, the Broncos defense top 10 all year and they're really good against a pass, but there's literally no answer to Josh Allen. Like he is a hybrid quarterback and he's like different than Kyler and Lamar because he has such a big arm and he's a big dude. And he like run over guys too. So yep. It's, it's just crazy. I, I'm with you, Tiffany. I'm writing the bills until the wheels fall off, which will be when they play the Chiefs.
3: <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, no, this is a completely – this is a demoralizing defeat in the making. Uh, I don't like, – even if Buffalo's up 35-0, they're not going to stop scoring. No, nope. Because New England has pissed on this division – for the last however many years, a lot of it at the hands of Buffalo, nope. and now it's time for some revenge. You know, like every time that New England back in the day would be up big, they'd run the score up, and we, everyone knows New England always runs the score up, so now it's time for a little redemption. Um, Buffalo, is no one can cover, cover Stephon Diggs. You just can't do it. And, and Gilmore's out. Yeah, and get, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then on top of that, if you do find a way to cover him or if he just needs to take a playoff, you're just going to have Cole Beasley open over the middle because the guy's open every time. Um, if that's not open, Allen's going to run for 20 yards. You can't stop this offense right now. Uh, the defense is playing really well, and Cam Newton's on the other side. So um, all those factors, right? Going in, Buffalo is going to absolutely demoralize New England. Uh, I can't wait for it uh buffalo is the only competition in the afc for the chiefs um and if we could just like fast track the rest of the year and go straight to the AFC championship game that'd be great
1: yeah eddie you talked about cam and how well you know i think that was really the only mention of the pats offense but you know i i wanted to look into cam and and do those numbers on you know post-COVID cam versus, you know, how many points that they're putting up. And, you know, right now we see over there, what, 14 games that they're averaging 20.6 points per game. You take out that huge 45-0 blowout of of, uh, the Chargers, which was complete bullshit. There's no way that that game should have been like that. So you take that out, that drops them down to 15, I'm sorry, 18 points a game. And then you take out Cam his pre COVID games where he actually looked good and the offenses were putting up points and it drops them to 15 points a game over their, their 11. And that's, if that's not struggling, then I don't, I don't know what
0: is.
3: Yeah. Like look at like the, um, the offense that the new England has and like, what is Belichick doing as a GM? Like yes, there's no weapons, none. He's never been
2: on. able to draft a wide receiver. Like, no. go back and look at all the receivers he's drafted. Yeah, the
3: only <laughs> time they ever had a good receiver, right, was when they got Randy Moss. Yep. Like, that was it.
2: Well, I mean, like, they had Welker and Edelman, but, I mean, that's kind of more of a free agency, of, though,
3: right? was not that then they sign him on free agency?
2: No, nah, they drafted Edelman. I think Edelman, he was, like, yeah. fifth round. But, I mean, he's more of a okay. product of Brady. I mean, he has been, when he played this year, he was non-existent, right. you know?
3: Right, right. I, I just like the, yeah, he's able to put the defense together. You know, that's always been his like specialty, his strength. Uh, but man, he cannot field a t- an offensive team. Like uh, everything, he, every one of his picks has been a bust on the offensive side of the ball. It feels like.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's probably why he got rid of uh, Jimmy G, thinking that he was going to be a bust too. Right, he and then, has been, t- but.
3: A little bit. But then, like, their best receiver was a quarterback in college. Not even a receiver. <laughs> all right. So that was, uh, that's fun. You know, we got through all the, uh, all the football games that we got going on this week. But let's get our last break in, uh, pay the bills, and get a word from one of our Taproom Sports Network affiliates.
2: Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats.
1: And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast.
2: Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Thank you. right it's time for the best segment of the show because this is the segment we win y'all money cold hard cash money, money 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 last week we had a great week we are sizzling on fire I love it I love to see it except for Ben had the only loss of the week wow. 500 awesome. Ben
1: we knew That's that not... one was coming <laughs>
2: hey 500 is good but it's not great. You had the pats first dolphins under 41 that was a winner and then you had the rams minus 17. we all thought that was a winner <laughs> you would have even lost that on the money line what yep. a shocker <laughs> tiffany <laughs> went two and zero last week she had no indy. i had a push oh yeah i'm sorry you, you were one oh and one with the push yep. indy minus seven was a push and then you had bills minus seven great pick mm-hmm. uh, josh allen's a real deal that was a winner my man eddie sitting over here two and oh last week i'm here to Did make y'all two money. <laughs> winners he had the raiders charters over 53 it went to overtime to hit the over that was money and then he had browns minus four they won big could have taken that up to 17 and you still win money yeah, that's feel like, a winner
3: i think like that was a gimme
2: yeah, it kind of was. A minus four. My Rams was <laughs>
3: supposed to be a gimme, bro.
0: <laughs>
2: and then I, too, went 1-0-1 with the push. I had Kansas City minus 3. That was a push. And then I had Panthers plus 8.5. That was a winner. So this week, let's have a clean slate. 8-0. Tiffany, we're going to start it off with you, girl. Where are you going this week?
4: Okay, so this is kind of weird, but I'm going with, uh, the teams that I picked last week um, Bill <laughs> minus 7 over New England like I said I'm writing the Bills until the Super Bowl the best team in the league right now fight me on it I don't care um, and then I'm going with the Colts minus 1.5 over this fraud Steelers team that I do not believe in the Colts are playing awesome on offense and defense Colts minus 1.5 let's go nice.
2: love you Eddie,
3: what's your two best bets of the week? All right. You guys want to win some money, feel free to uh, follow me on Twitter (laughs) at Eddie TSP. Uh, We're giving you uh, best, you know, locks every day. Jordan and I, we're hitting quite a bit, so feel free to follow us both. But for these games here, I mentioned it earlier, we got the Eagles giving up one and a half. The Cowboys, they easily win this game should win it by more than a field goal but i'm giving it a field goal just to keep it close because it's a division game eagles will win this game second game i'm kind of piggybacking out of tiffany's pick but we're going buffalo new england over 46 and buffalo <laughs> might single-handedly get this over mm-hmm. um, so uh buffalo new england over 46
2: nice i like it so we're gonna take your word and we're gonna add an extra pick saying buffalo over 46 solo by
1: themselves
2: (laughs) 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 love it love it all right ben where are you at this week all
1: right so i gotta i gotta come back strong with the only l so i'm gonna i'm gonna take the easy one we were talking about earlier we're going titans versus packers over 56 i mean we talked about it both teams put up a lot of points and you know to be honest they give up a lot of points too and this game is going to be a doozy. I mean, these two are combining for 62.1 points per game, putting up over 810 yards. Uh, They also allow over 50 points a game, you know, close to that 800 yards as well. So both teams need the W. They're gonna be putting up points so easy money titans versus the pack over 56 i shouldn't say easy money because i'm 500 right now but uh (laughs) let's uh let's go into our second bet we're gonna go arizona minus five arizona has everything to play for and the niners have their pride which is currently sitting on the ir with the rest of their players um, so we talked <laughs> about this. We talked about this earlier. Kyler seems to be, you know, back to his his non-injured form. He put up 406 yards with three TDs. Yes, an interception last week, but um, you know he's hitting Hopkins again. You know Hopkins had over 170 yards, I believe. You know Drake's been decent as well. So you know as long as their defense, you know, keeps stepping it up like they have done these last couple weeks. Uh, but, but let's be real that's not gonna be an issue with Beathead. He's over four in games he's appeared in this year and one and nine as a starter. So Arizona by five easy I can probably take it up to eight and
2: a half.
4: I All
2: right, Ben, you're confident this week. My two best bets of the week, I'm starting it off, Dolphins, minus three, this a pick I love. The Raiders defense is atrocious, I don't care who is on the opposing side, they're going to score points, and the Dolphins defense is going to turn the ball over. Mariota, we haven't seen a lot of him. Dolphins defense, number one defense in the league, let's take it, Dolphins minus three, second best bet we're going over 54 kansas city and atlanta i really like the first quarter over but because i don't have an actual number on it right now i'm going to take over 54 in this game total i love it let's lock it up over 54 kansas city atlanta
3: and i am so confident in these picks i am putting a parlay in for all of these bets love
1: it love it Merry Christmas!
3: Yes. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. If so- not, you all owe me five bucks. Just like- <laughs> <laughs> <There>. <laughs> Love it.
1: All right, so I mean, everybody, that was it. Thank you for listening. That was a great podcast. I mean, you know, it's APR. It's always going to be a great podcast when you're uh, named after the annexation of Puerto Rico. But uh, make sure to check out our website at www.taproomsportspodcast.com slash APR, where we have all of our individual picks for each and every game of the week. Don't forget to stop by and subscribe to Taproom underscore sports on Twitter at Taproom Sports Podcast for Instagram and the Taproom Sports Podcast website at www.taproomsportspodcast.com for all of our APR and football posts. I got to tell everyone to check out our weekly spread contests. I can say plural here. Um, we have one going on for our Christmas NBA games. Sorry, not really related to APR. Uh, but you can also go in on Thursday through Sunday morning at 9, excuse me, 10 a.m. for that first kickoff and pick four spreads. You pick them, you win a t-shirt, uh, sweatshirt, excuse me. But uh, doesn't win if doesn't matter if one person wins or ten. We got our first winner this week, and we are going. We're going to be doing it for a while again. That's www.taproomsportspodcast.com taproomsportspodcast. dot com slash weekly contest. Uh, all right, and it's you have time. to Keep talking. I do. <laughs> uh, I I took the W this week. Um, finally catching up like uh, on Tiffany, but kind of like Jeopardy. It's a it's a runaway game, so. We're in for our pride. And uh, so for my minute, I am going to kind of go back to what I, I mentioned, what, two weeks ago, that we had some big news coming out. And that big news is, you know, in collaboration, well, in Taproom's collaboration with, that we've created with 90 Second Beer Reviews, uh, we are going to be hosting a spot, just one, on the Pints of Love Virtual Valentine Craft Beer Experience. 92nd is putting this on with a couple of breweries from New York and North Carolina. There's 24 breweries involved all together, and they are putting on a two-day virtual Valentine's Day craft beer experience on February 13th and 14th. It's going to be two days of a ton of beer. We'll be there. We'll be talking sports and talking beer and uh, it's it's going to be a ton of fun. Tickets are only fifteen bucks for two days, so definitely go get them before they run out.
3: Facts. Yep. And if you can, and because uh, I listened to you guys' podcast uh, on Monday on my drive to work, in case you're wondering when you can listen to it, uh, with the fifteen dollars purchase, you can
2: actually listen to any of the shows after, as it'll be on demand.
1: Yep. exactly so you don't even have to be there that weekend
2: and there's going to be a beer and yoga class dude i will not be participating in that and i will not (laughs) be on camera for that (laughs) (laughs) well dude we told him that you were going to help uh be like the the yoga guide can i be that you're an
4: instructor
1: (laughs) I'll
3: instructor.
1: (laughs) i'll just be like yeah bend bend I'll, I'll be there in my short shorts. Don't worry.
3: <laughs> God help us all.
1: <clears throat> oh yeah. <sighs> it's, it's a little hairy, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right. So we've got some good fantasy picks. We've got some great best bets. Make sure to go check out the tap room sports podcast with Jordan. And I always posted as Eddie said for that Monday morning commute, check out steady Eddie on weekend waiver wire for those last minute fantasy picks drop-in Fridays or Saturdays. And last but not least, make sure to check out Tiffany's Picks at Picks by Chicks on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we got Steady Yeti. We got Jordan crazy. Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats. Let's go. And we got Tiffany from Picks by Chicks. We're
4: winning
1: this week. Let's win. Great. I am Big Ball and Ben Larson. We will see you after Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas. Merry one, everybody. Christmas. Can't yeah, believe we didn't mention that until now. Yeah. No.
0: one you meet. Oh, ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you. Yes, sir, once for me. Have a holly, jolly Christmas. And in case you didn't hear, oh, by golly, have a holly, jolly Christmas this year.